happened in the books of the Gospels and in Acts. Same Holy Spirit, same God. That same Spirit lives in each person that calls themselves by Jesus' beautiful name. And when we choose to follow Him, that's when we're going to experience the wildness that He is. Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson, and today we're going to be talking to Kim Meter. Uh, Kim lives a very exciting and wild life, apparently, because her book is called Encountering Our Wild God, and it's from Chosen uh, Baker Publishing Group. So, Kim, tell us how you came up with that title. Oh, my goodness, Chris. I, I live in the mountains of Central Oregon, and I spend a lot of time in the wilderness, and and that's where I see his glory and his presence reflected the most. And what I'm learning is as I'm learning how to follow his Holy Spirit, he is uncontainable, unfathomable, untamable. He is wild. And when I choose to step beyond my emotions and my understanding and my education and my experiences, into the hallowed ground of following him beyond my ability to understand, that's when we as believers experience the wildness that is him. Everything that happened in the books of the Gospels and in Acts, same Holy Spirit, same God. That same Spirit lives in each person that calls themselves by Jesus' beautiful name. And when we choose to follow him, that's when we're going to experience the wildness that he is. I should tell our listeners that the subtitle was very enticing also, Ways to Experience His Untamable Presence Every Day. So God is untamable, is he? Yes. I think he wouldn't be God if he were not untamable. He does not fit in any parameters that we try to box around him He's God. He holds the universe in his palm, and yet he lives inside of each one of us. And when we choose to make him genuinely first, not with our words and our thoughts, but with our actions, that's when we will see that untamable presence pouring through us on a daily basis. Hmm. Something every Christian needs is the the presence of God in their daily life. Now, sometimes it's as wild as as your life out there in the wilderness. Other times it's uh, in the grocery store or in the office or even goodwill. Now, can you tell us how you brought God's love and power to people in those kind of places? I'm a super simple thinker, and following the Lord really is as simple as pray, listen, and do. This is what Jesus did all through the Gospels, and as our example, it's what he's calling us to do as well. And so I'm just putting this super simple idea into practice, and I'm learning to pray and listen and just do what he says. And the other day, I've lived so much of my life on autopilot. I know how to do all these things, and I don't invite him in. And Chris, I'm learning to invite him into every detail of my life, 
because then he can lead it and pour through it. And so I was working on a project. I needed picture frames. Lord, where do you want me to go for picture frames? And the answer was strangely immediate, goodwill. And so, great, I love goodwill. It's like a giant yard sale every day. And so in no time I was shopping in these affordable aisles and, and got all my frames and started to go to the single checkout line. And I could sense the Lord saying, no, not yet. And so I waited. I found a couple other things. I was getting ready to do a speaking tour in a warm climate. I found some board shorts and some flip-flops and, and again went to the checkout line and again heard, no, not yet. So now I'm kind of creeping around Goodwill, looking at the ceiling like, okay, Lord, not sure why I'm here. Found a few more things and then very carefully crept up to the checkout line. Yes, now. And so I stepped into the line and instantly heard the single checker say, I'm sorry, I don't know how to do this transaction. To the man who was in front of me, she said, I need to call for help. And help came and she was mad. And she cut in front of me. She almost knocked my basket out of my hands. And she opened up the checkout and she said, did you find everything you need? And I said, oh, yes, I did. I, I actually found more than what I need. And she's like, oh, that's great. And she still hasn't looked at me, and she's just fuming. She got a phone call, and she's just shouting on the phone to this person. She slams it down, and she says to me again, did you find everything you need? And in my mind, I'm thinking, I hope she doesn't beat me with that phone. Yes, I actually found more. I'm going on a speaking tour. Oh, that's great. What do you speak on? And at this point, she still has not looked at me. And I said, I actually get to speak about hope. And I gave her just a little uh, sketch of the ranch and what we do here at Crystal Peaks. And this young woman who had beautiful red hair and laser blue eyes rocks back on her heels and starts to yell in my face, I'm so glad you talked to people about hope because I'm sick and tired. Nobody takes responsibility for anything anymore. And I'm sick of it. I'm just, she's shouting at me. I'm just sick of it. And my hair is blown back. and I'm just standing there. And all I could think of is, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? And oh my goodness, Chris, like a voice on a crystal clear, cold morning. I could hear my God say, I want you to point blank her with what I've done for you. And my first response is, God, she's mad, abort, abort. She's not going to receive it. She's mad. The guy behind me is mad. The guy in front of me is mad. Everybody's mad. Lord, she's not going to receive it. Okay, I'm going in. And so I read her little name tag, which said Angel. And I said, honey, you're right. I'm so glad that I get to talk to people about hope because hope is so vitally important that I remember not only the day but the moment Genuine hope came into my life. Friend, it was the day that my dad murdered my mother and took his own life. And that's the day that I met the author of hope, Jesus Christ. And this young woman who had just yelled in my face took a huge breath and she just went, <gasps> and she looked straight down at the ground. Her shoulders went up to her ears and she, she looked like I had shot her with an arrow. She just stood completely locked in time. And finally, 
this girl who had just yelled at me exhales, and as her beautiful eyes are raising to meet mine, they are flooding with tears. And before she spoke, these two huge streaks went down her face. And in this little girl's voice, I could hear her say, right there in a checkout line at Goodwill, she said, I've never told this to anybody. When I was 12, my mom killed herself right in front of me. And Chris, all I did was just open my arms in this universal gesture that, honey, this hug is for you. She didn't even go around the counter. She put her knees up on the counter and just dove into my neck, a total stranger. And there, kneeling on the checkout counter in Goodwill, a little broken lamb was introduced to the author of hope, Jesus Christ. Anyone who is listening today, if you want to know the wild beauty and love of our God, just pray, listen, and do what he says. And this is where you will see that love pour through our impossible into his always possible. His spirit is within us, and he longs for us to trust him enough to release him into the presence around us. That's what he's calling each of us to do. What an amazing story. And your, your testimony just was so timely for her. Yes. And that gave her yes. real perspective on, on what was happening to her right then and there in Goodwill. Oh, wow. If only all of us could have that kind of uh, impact on those that we encountered just in our day-to-day. And we can, can't we? Yes. Yes. God's Spirit always knows what to say. He always knows what to do. Verses like 1 John 2.27 are true that says that you've received the Holy Spirit and He lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit is going to teach you everything you need to know. If we follow Him, we already have within us everything we need to know to speak His hope, His truth, His love into the world around us. If we'll just listen to Him more than our fear, more than our doubt, more than our pride, or more than our complacency, the world around us is dying without hope. And He's calling each one of us, will you follow me? Will you follow me? into my miraculous realm. I am wild, and I want to release my wild love into the world around you, through you. Will you follow me? Now, Kim, you, um, you sound like someone who practices the presence of God, to use an old classic book title. Um, you talk in this book a little bit about worship and encountering the peace of God. How has that played out in your own life? Oh, my goodness. Genuine worship, it's transforming my life because it's transforming and rebalancing my view of who God really is. When we worship God in the midst of our fiery furnace, we're telling our enemy, I don't fear you. I fear God and he's crazy about me. And this is how we literally 
kick off those entanglements that are mentioned in um, Hebrews chapter 11 and 12 by worshiping God in the midst of our challenge and, and in the midst of our fiery furnace. Everything changes because we change. We are acknowledging my circumstances do not change the fact that you are still God and you are still worthy of my worship and adoration. And that's what is true. Now, we often let distractions crowd out the voice of Jesus in our lives. Do you have some tips for us? Oh, my goodness. I heard uh, a young man who is so much wiser than I say. His name is Nick Vujicic, and he said, busy is really an acronym for being under Satan's yoke. And in this nation, it's not glamorous, but it's an ever-present subversion that's highly effective. Jesus doesn't want to be in our mix. He wants to be first. How can I call him my God if I don't make him first by my actions? Jesus himself said in Matthew 6.33 that I want to be first, and if you make me first, I'm going to help you with everything else. If you do one thing... I will help you with all other things. I want to be first. And I think in this life, the enemy, he's, he's so subversive that the, the front door big attacks will usually see him coming. So he just comes in through the back door. If I can just make you so busy serving God, you just don't have time to actually know God. Then I've won. Jesus wants to be first in our life, more than just in our words. He wants us to want to pursue him first thing every day, no exceptions, no excuses. Kim, how can you call him God if you don't make him first by your actions? For so much of my Christian life, I spent time reading the Word at night because that's when I had time. And somebody very wise told me, Kim, you've just told the one you you call God, all these other things in your day are more important than Him, because you made time for them. And i got to be honest, I was so arrogant and prideful, it made me mad. And yet nothing came out of my mouth because she was right. And I purposed on that day that, Lord, I will make you first by my actions from this day forward. And Chris, everything about who he is and and what he's doing through this life has transformed from that single declaration being followed through with action of just making him first in my day, every day. Hmm. Everything has transformed. Yes, we've all got our to-do lists. We've got uh, social media. We've got news to watch and keep up with and so forth and so on. But he has to be first, our first love. So you really have an adventurous life, though, Kim. I mean, you met a mountain lion one time. Tell us about that. Oh, my goodness. It's such a long story. And the, the super short version is I was visiting one of our similar ministries in Colorado, and we were driving up to uh, a property to walk and pray over. And during that drive, they shared with me how one of the young men that was serving at their ranch, had committed suicide. He was only 14 years old, and how the enemy 
stole him out from under all of their watching eyes. No one saw that coming. And as we started to walk on this property and pray, um, we there were four of us, my husband and I and, and the two of them, and very quickly we were very far apart, up at 8,500 feet on a Colorado mountainside. And, and as I was walking down through the wilderness completely alone, I saw an antler tine sticking up through the duff on the forest floor. And to walk to that place where this event happens, that the deer family shed their antlers, is so incredibly rare that every time I find an antler, this is God's covenant in my heart, whatever it is that you're pondering, whatever you're praying over, whatever you're grappling with, I've got that. I have heard you, and I am at work. And as I picked up this antler, I could see that it was an elk antler. It was the first one that I had ever found, and elk travel 20 miles a day, and right behind it, behind this bush, was its mate, which to find a set is just astronomically rare. And as I was thanking the Lord for finding the set of antlers, all of a sudden it occurred to me, oh my goodness, Lord Jesus, what are you trying to tell me? And Chris, in this, I can't even explain, it was like standing under a waterfall of this downwash of his voice and imagery and the Holy Spirit. And what I could hear God saying is, I am so angry. The enemy has moved into my land, and he is attacking my people, and he's killing my children. And I am so angry. I am calling everyone who calls themselves by my son's name to stand up and fight and take back the land that my son gave his life to defend. And there were all these images of, of battles and horses clashing and sparks of um, swords and shields and water and eagles and just this incredible downwash of imagery. And in this outpouring, I could hear nearly an audible shout, and it just said, look! And I stood up straight, and I'm holding an antler in each of my hands, and Chris, not 10 feet away, Earlier snow had bent a bush over, and right under that bush was a mountain lion in full crouch, waiting for me to take two more steps so it would be behind me, and those would have been the last two steps of my life. And I just stood locked. I I couldn't believe what my eyes were actually seeing, and all that crush vanished, and all I could hear was the voice of my grandfather who was a mountain man, and he said, if you encounter a mountain lion, and you never will, they're stealth predators, if you encounter one, make yourself as big as possible, maintain fierce, ferocious eye contact, and whatever you do, don't back up. You hold your ground. And all of that accounts of your life passing before your eyes is true. I had the most ridiculous thoughts of, I wish my husband was here. I actually called out his name twice. He was a half a mile away. Um, I thought about my friends who would think, oh, this would be so amazing. And, and, oh, my goodness, my grandfather was right. And, Lord, I just came from the the airport. I don't even have a weapon. They take every knife I try to bring, and I've got nothing. And the Lord just thundered, yes, you do. 
you raise up the weapons of warfare I have just given you. And those antlers flew up over my head. I could feel my feet moving side to side as I positioned myself high on this hill above this mountain lion. It just whipped around, and we were so close. I could see its eyes were so dilated with excitement. They were pure black with the narrowest band of gold. And I hissed at it, and it hissed back, I'm going to kill you today. And I remember holding these antlers over my head, and it felt like a whole day had gone by, and I'm sure it was a second, and thinking, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm locked in mortal combat. I don't know what to do. And just hearing his voice roar, fight, 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 attack, take back the land. And so I screamed at this mountain lion, and I jumped, two huge jumps at it, and I poised these antlers, 10 sharp antler tines at its face. And guess what it did? It departed? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> it totally called my bluff and mm. just pressed flatter to the ground. We were three feet apart. And in that instant, the whole scene transformed. And now it was no longer a mountain lion. Now, in a way that only God can do, it was like looking at the black eyes of sin that is stalking my heart and hearing it say, you don't really want to drive me out. You've always known that I've been here, and you've never seen my face until today. You don't want to drive me away. You're going to stand up and turn around and walk away, and then I'm going to kill you. And it just made me so mad. I screamed even louder, and I jumped in inches before those antler tines went through its skull and I drove it into the ground. This mountain lion just slid horizontally to the side. I hit the ground hard and it just whipped around and ran down the hill. And this, I remember pulling the antler tines out of the ground and standing back up in this reload position and watching this mountain lion bound down the hill with its tail just going around in these huge circles that made me think of this flag of surrender and and just standing there on this mountainside and looking at these antlers in my hands, which now my arms were shaking so bad, instead of looking like weapons of war, they looked like willows blowing in the breeze and just holding them up in the air and shouting glory and honor and praise to the Lord that Jesus Christ is still mighty to save and he's still God. No matter what foe we face, his word is so true in verses like 1 Peter 5 eight, be alert. Your enemy prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Take a firm stand. People, take a firm stand against him and be strong in your faith. He will run away, not you. Don't fear him. Fear God. Take a firm stand against him. And he will run. This is what God is calling all of his people to do. Take a firm stand against the threat and the attack of the enemy and drive him out of the land, the land of your heart, the land of your family, the land of your community. Drive him out with the love of Jesus Christ. This is what he's calling each one of us to do in our own heart, our own family, 
and our own community. Will we? It's time. It's time, friend. It's not only in our own lives that the enemy of our soul shows up, is it? It's uh, no. for our whole community. We, we need to take authority as believers. Now, you have a very yeah. interesting uh, nonprofit, Crystal Peaks Youth Ranch. Could you tell us about that? Oh, I'd love to. Our ranch was founded on four words of rescue, mentor, hope, and empower. And what this means is that our four pillars are to rescue horses, mentor children, bring hope to families, and empower new ministries into existence. And Chris, in the last 23 years, our ranch has rescued more than 300 horses. And annually, we see 5,000 visitors a year. We've had the honor and the joy of serving over 100,000 children free of charge because God isn't poor. And where He is, He will provide through those who are listening to Him. In the last 23 years, we've helped to shoulder with 220 new ministries in the United States and Canada and over a dozen in foreign nations into existence. We've helped to basically church plant through these similar ministry ranches that are sharing the hope of Jesus Christ through a ranching environment. And we love children and families into the presence of, of, of Jesus Christ through a, a ranch environment and through the rescue of horses. Hmm. I think I have the best job in the whole world that I get to do what I love so much. It's a pretty good one. And if people want to learn more about uh, your ranch, your life, uh, they can read this book because uh, you talk about how encountering our wild God has, has come to pass in your own life, how you've experienced his untamable presence. And it's not something that just happens once in a while, apparently. And, and I'm really in your in your grip as you as you tell these stories. <laughs> I think that uh, our our listeners and our and your readers are going to really enjoy this book. Uh, it's encountering our wild God. Now, uh, Kim, would you mind closing us with prayer and bringing the presence of the Lord? Of course, His presence has been with us, but bring it even more to our our listeners here through prayer. Mm, I'd be honored, Lord Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, we just speak your name, and the enemy runs. Lord Jesus, you call yourself in John a river. You are mighty and powerful and unstoppable. And Jesus, you are calling each one of us to come and jump into the presence that is you and to go where you want to go. Precious Jesus, I just pray for everyone who's listening today that you would call them by name. You're my son. You're my daughter. I created you, and I love you, and I am calling you to follow me today through your impossible into my always possible Beloved, I'm calling you through your unknown into my all-known, into my wild 
presence, that my love through you would transform the world around you. I'm calling you by name. Will you come? Lord Jesus, I pray that right now that men and women would would stop and be praying in their cars, in their office, in their kitchen, in the cab of their truck, wherever they might be listening, and say, Jesus, Lord Jesus, I choose you over me, and I commit on this day to follow you and to follow the leadership of your Holy Spirit through everything that I know into your unknown, because I love you more than me, and I desire your love to be poured out through me in any way you choose. I commit to you on this day, King Jesus. My life is yours. To you, Jesus, be the glory, honor, power, and praise forever. Amen. Amen to that. Uh, Kim Meter, how can people get in touch with you or connect with your ministry? Oh, our website is www.crystalpeaksyouthranch.org. Okay, crystalpeaksyouthranch.org. Excellent. Thank you very much, Kim. We appreciate your time today. Thank you, Chris. And I'm Chris Johnson. You've been listening to Charisma Connection. Be sure to join us here next time on the Charisma Podcast Network. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.